Welcome to Chosen Generation Ministries with Pastor Paul Morgan. We are a non-denominational multicultural ministry based in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. CGM helps to develop nurturing, healthy relationships with ourselves, others, and God. We are a conversational church that engages our congregation in an active dialogue that enhances their personal walk with Jesus Christ in all aspects of life. Let's join Pastor Paul. So I come before your throne washed in the blood of Jesus. I thank you for giving me the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might. Make me a quick understanding so I do not judge by what I see with my eyes or hear with my ears, but by what your Holy Spirit reveals to me. We thank you, Jesus, for your presence and ask you to be Lord over this ministry and all that is done here. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to anoint this time of prayer and ministry. We claim the blood of Jesus over this session for our protection. We proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord here and that this is holy ground. We take authority in the name of Jesus and the power of his blood and word and command all evil spirits to leave this property now. We claim this room sealed in the name and authority of Jesus. We bind and forbid any evil spirits on the outside from having any knowledge or influence in this room. We thank you for the, the, that the battle is the Lord's, but the victory is ours. We just thank you in advance for everything that you purpose to do. It shall be done. For the victories that await us, we receive them. For your glory that should be manifested and we'll be a part of it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all in agreement say, amen, amen, amen. Generation J and J2, you guys did an awesome job. Awesome job. Awesome, 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 awesome. We want to hear more from you. We want to hear more. So welcome, guys. Welcome to CGM, Chosen Generation Ministries, Richmond, Virginia. I'm Pastor P, Pastor Paul, Pastor Morgan, any of those three, you can choose. But I just want to thank you in advance for clicking in and staying with us because we're doing a teaching on what love got to do with it. What does love have to do with it? Everything. Love is everything. God created us to love. But he first loved us. That calls us to love him. So, so he is love. And so everything that comes from God is love. Because y'all do know that just because you love somebody, you're still supposed to do the best for them. Y'all understand what that means? Sometimes that correction involved in that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Now, now I'm here, y'all. I'm here. Lord, just do everything that's good for me. He, he's a perfect God. But he doesn't tolerate sin. He loves us. But if he knows something is going to cause us to have challenges, he's going to warn us. He's going to get even sometimes, y'all, y'all listen to this, he'll sometimes get your enemy to tell you you off course. And you, we really get offended then. Am I lying on anybody? All right, I'm going to go ahead and go with this because y'all are not talking to me this morning. All right, so intimacy with God. In uh, Zephaniah, it says in uh, chapter 3, verse 17. I want y'all to listen to this now. This is God talking. So this is Old Testament. So, so check this out. The Lord your God, who's God? My God is in your midst, a warrior who saves. So check this out. Now, Old Testament, God was upon people. New Testament, God is in people. So the Lord your God is in us, a warrior who saves. Now, if anybody wants to know, I told y'all before that Christians are not punks. That's right. I said it. Because right there, our head, who is on the inside of us, is a warrior. So if he sees someone in trouble called Christians, he's going to grab you out of it. But before it came to you, he, you've been warned not to step in it. But he's a warrior. So that means he fights for what is right. And I, and I use that word in, in present tense because the past tense, he already warned. So he's teaching us how to fight. That's right, I said it. 
So if your child is being grabbed by a stranger, do you just ask him to let go? Or do you forget who you are and step into it with special strengths, special characteristics, but your child is coming back to you? That's how he sees us. But let me keep on going. And he goes on to say, he will rejoice over you with joy, and he will be quiet in his love, making no mention of your past sins. Now think about that now. Anybody lately run into anybody to try to bring up your past? They hadn't seen you in a while, of course. So they, they like, what? You, 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 you are a deacon over at your church? But I remember when. What they say? What, they, what would they say? I remember when what? When you used to drink. When you used to smoke. And I'm not talking about cigarettes. When you used to chase girls. What, what else people have brought up to you? What the world did you, 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 you a pastor? But I remember when. But if my God don't bring up my past, who are you to bring it up? I mean, I'm just saying what the scripture says. He said he rejoiced over you with joy. So that's double. I mean, rejoicing is excitement, and then joy is internal strength. So when he sees me, when he saw me this morning, he said, that's my boy. He's talking to the Godhead. That's my boy right there. That's him. That's him. I'm happy about where he's going. I'm happy about what he's doing. I'm happy about how he's serving me. He woke up thinking, I mean, when we woke up, because he never slumbers asleep, he's thinking about you. He, he's saying the same thing about you. I'm, I don't have a special um, God specialness because I'm a pastor. He sees us equal. He sees us as the children. But he get excited about us. Then it goes on to say, I mean, think about this thing, guys. When was the last time, oh, I'm coming at you. When was it, Nicole, no, I'm coming at you. When was the last time you brought up your past? Uh, that's a real question. Was it today? Was it this morning? It's, okay, I, I hear somebody say today, yesterday. Who, who's, who's on today? Who, who brought it up today? And if you don't do anything with that, you start to revert back to it. You see how I'm moving real slow, but I'm moving back. How, what did he call us to do? To move forward. Because every time he thinks about us, he's rejoicing with joy. Then he goes on to say, he will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. Remember how excited we were when the children came up and started ministering? You know, the parents who have children up there singing, you know, y'all had to contain yourself. You know, I saw a couple of them trying to move forward, wanted to come up and jump up with them and sing. But we had security, we had security. But think about our father rejoicing over us. But not just rejoicing, but he shouts about it. So that means when he speaks, all heaven hears it. And heaven is a big place. But he's calling on our name when he rejoices about us. But what hinders our intimacy with God? God, people, we've been talking about that for a little while. What hinders? Got a question? You were talking about the past, and um, my wife and I were talking about the past, um, I guess about a week ago, but it was more about memories of, like, what happened. It wasn't about the past in terms of like, well, I did this, this, and this, which was not a good thing. Gotcha. When you talk about the past, are you talking about like um, the special things or are you talking about all things? So when, when, when he's talking about the past, he's talking about the things that were done wrong. Because the key component there was saying sin. See where it says, it says, he will be quiet in his love, making no mention of your past sins. So I can remember the past if it has joy attached to it. But he's talking about don't, don't look back about the things you did wrong. Look forward to the things you did right. So if you're going to remember something, remember what was done right. Remember what you learned from it so you can move forward. Good question. Did, was somebody else? We got one other person raise their hand. 
I, I know it's a saying that goes, because um, when people try to bring up my past or say something to me, I, I edited a little bit, but every... Um, <laughs> I wonder why I got to edit. You got to edit that thing. Because it says every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Uh -huh. But I, I look at it like, yes, I'm not a saint, but I always say every potential saint okay. has a future. Okay. So when you are in Christ, you become a saint of God. So he's not looking at once you confess Jesus Christ as Lord, mm -hmm. you become in that neighborhood, in the characteristics of God the Father. All right. And so you are a saint. Okay. Now, everybody realize that we, we are growing into that position. But to God, you're already there. Because see, God, y'all write this down. God calls things to be not as though they already existed. So when he allowed Jesus to die on the cross and Jesus said, I'll do it. Then right then and there, when we, he died on the cross, he was already bringing to pass what he knew he wanted, which was believers, which is us. So when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, salvation starts then. You understand what I'm saying? Eternal life starts then. It's not something that's going to happen. It's something that already has happened. When he calls us saints, he's calling us according to who, he, who we got born again in, which is Jesus Christ. So it, it's, it's just a new place. It's just a new mindset. That's all. But thanks for asking the question so that we could clarify. Because guess what I know about questions? What y'all know about questions? He asked it, but a lot, of didn't, a lot of people didn't know either. So turn to your neighbor. If you're watching, turn to the mirror. But, but turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a saint. How do I know it? Because Jesus calls me that. That's right. You can talk to the baby. Talk to the baby. <laughs> All right. So what hinders? So what hinders our intimacy with God is I need us to understand it's a slow process. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Slow process? It's a gradual process. It didn't happen overnight. It was a little of this. Y'all know what I mean? Uh, 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 you know, we, we read a little less of the word. When we got born again, we spent time in the word. We even stopped things. You know what I'm saying? D dinner's coming there. Y'all know if I, I bypass dinner, you know I'm with Jesus. Bypass things. So we did a little less of reading the word. A little less praying. Did a little less worship. There was a time where you ride down the street, you, you was worshiping God. Now, you had your eyes open, I hope, right? But you were worshiping. Now, if somebody ride by, you put your hands down. You did a little, we did a little less quiet time where we got quiet with God. And don't even mention the word fasting. Because there was a time where we do, uh, did long fasts, and now we do short fasts. Because, you know, people get upset, you're going to just fast Fast, you're just going to fast less. Y'all know what I mean? What was the last fast we did? In January. But what was it? Not looking at TV so much. There was a time where we fast food. But then we got upset about that, didn't we? We came out to Reverend about that. Reverend, what did you mean talking about? We fasting food. But then, we, so we did a little less of that, and then we did a little more of this. So we did a little more compromise. Uh-oh, but God, he won't mind. Because don't God know how busy I am? We do a little less compromise. A little, little more of compromise means that we don't tell the truth as much. Because after all, it's a white lie. A lie is a lie. I don't care what color it is. We, we, we did a little more distraction. So we could take more time to do what we wanted to do. We, came a little, we became a little bit more fleshly. Y'all know what fleshly means? 
So I just, just saw today's show this morning. They were talking about how the increase of attacks on airlines and, and travel has, has become so powerful that they are going to approach uh, the government about limiting alcohol in the terminals as well as on planes because they are thinking that alcohol is contributing to uh, people getting more violent, more bold, more aggressive. But in Second um, Timothy chapter 3, it talks about in the latter days, men will be lovers of themselves. So they're not caring about what you're going through. They're caring about, look, this is my seat. This is what I want. Move over, step back, do all the things. But we, we, we become a little bit more fleshly. So whatever our flesh want, we want. There was a time where we would talk to our flesh and tell it to listen. Shut up, flesh. I'm going to do this. I'm not ruled by my flesh. I'm ruled by my spirit. My mind tells my spirit what it's going to do. My mind tells my flesh what it's going to do. But no, 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 we, we, we're a little bit more fleshly. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Have you become, have we become a little bit more fleshly? How, how are we fleshly in church? Come on, y'all talk to me now. Talk to me now. How are we a little bit more fleshly? Where are you going to tell me something now? How are we become a little bit more fleshly in church? I got a mic here. Church starts at 10 o'clock. I'm going to get here at 10.05. Well, this person uh, offended me, so I'm not going to say anything to them this morning. I'm oh. just going to be quiet. Oh, oh, okay. Somebody offended me, so I'm not going to talk to them. I'm going to just be quiet, even though they say good morning to you. All right? That worship leader stole my song, so I'm not going to sing and praise and worship while oh. they sing. Oh, that praise and worship leader stole my song, so I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to participate. I'm going to step back. Matter of fact, when everybody else stands, I'm going to stay seated. We, we just talking about getting a little flashlight. What, 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 what else? I only come to church when I got served. Oh, Flashley, Flashley. Yes, ma'am. Oh, what are they wearing? Goodness, what? does anything match? Uh-oh, uh-oh. What are they wearing? Do anything match? Flashley. And, and see, the thing about the flash, you don't keep it to yourself. You tell others about the flash. So you're going to lean over and tell somebody else, well, what is he wearing? What is she wearing? But so, so, so we still, we still read his word. Y'all know we still do it, right? Raise your hand if you still read the word. <laughs> so we still pray. Pastor, I don't know what Pastor's talking about. I prayed this morning. First time this week, but I prayed this morning. So, so we still have our quiet time. Yes, we do. Just not as long as it used to be. You still worship God. I might wait till the third song. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. So we still listen to his word. You know, we, we, we you know, put, put, the, put our radio on. Our, we, we, we still listen in the car. We still even watch ministries. We, we got a few that we like, right? We still watch them. Matter of fact, we, I, we, we'll just watch Pastor on. Now, uh, I got a question. That question got me out of it, Nicole. The question got me out. The question delivered. Someone online was commenting about what we're in the flesh in church. Um, someone could comment and say, wow, service is a little long today. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Service is a little long today. Pastor's still on the same subject today. What else they talk about? What, what else they talk about the pastor? See, that's how bold I can go. All right, but I'm going to keep on going. So, so we still tell others about Jesus. Do we? Yes. When was the last time we invited somebody to church? Okay, I'm going to keep on going. So, so we still even... Go to the church, but y'all what what but what, what, what does but mean? Whatever you said before is gonna be washed away with the but. But we are very sporadic. 
We're not moved by the spirit. We move by our flesh. We're very sporadic. Yeah, I still read the word when I got a chance, when I get a chance. Yeah, we still still come to church, like I said, but we only come when we serve. Because what good is it for me anyway? But I'm going to live up to that commitment. We still lay hands on the sick, but I, I got to know for sure that they got a little disease that when it, when, if it appears as if they don't get healed, then it'd be okay. I don't have to see them no more. So, so what, what else do we do sporadically? Because I'm talking about intimacy with God. If you do this in your relationship, your relationship fall apart. But we're doing it to God and we think it's supposed to be better. You see what I'm saying? You don't get intimate with someone. The only way you get intimate with someone is by spending time with them. You just don't know the good about them. You know the challenges that they face. I'm just talking about what are we doing sporadic, but we're talking about intimacy. Because, see, this is the thing about God I want y'all to know. Yesterday, no, what was it, Friday? Was it Friday? It was 90 degrees? Friday is 90 degrees. Then Saturday, it, the temperature went down as the, the, the day went on. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That, that's most of the time, the lower temperature is going to be in the morning as it rises. This was the reverse. Because our Bible says that you will not know the seasons. So we went through two seasons in two days. Today's high is 57, I think they see it. What, 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 when the high is 57, what, what is that? Is that fall? When it's 90 degrees, what's that? Have we got to summer yet? He said, you won't know the seasons. I got a, a statement or a question. I'm sporadic in my faith, so I feel like when my parents pray for something I need prayer for, I know God going to answer it. <laughs> but then when I have to pray for it, I'm like, okay, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs> Anybody like that? All right, we got three to raise the hand. Okay, all right, all right. But just one thing about how can I become more consistent by spending time with the person who gives the gifts and the talents and the callings that are without repentance. So the more time I spend with him, the more wh whoever you spend time with, that's who you become like. So if we got flesh, that means we start spending more time with him. We spent, uh-oh, that man keep going. But God always provides a way of escape. Y'all know that, don't you? Because he knew what we were going to do. He knew what I was going to wear today. He knew what I was going to say today. He knew how I was going to get here today. So he knows everything, the end from the beginning. Like the song they, the, the young lady was singing, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. See, God sees the end from the beginning. See, we got to go through it to see the end. He's already seen it. So in providing a way of escape, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, in the Amplified, check this out. So, no temptation, regardless of its source. I wonder why he said that. Because he, 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 people been thinking that Jesus, God, tempts us. So he said, regardless of its source. So if all I have is love, can I tempt you? Because love thinks about love. But he says, no temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience nor is any temptation un, 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 how I said it? unusual or beyond human existence. All right, so now let me break that down. So we be complaining about when a temptation come our way, but that temptation's been used before. Y'all ready for a smack? 
It's been used on us before. If we got, Carl and I was in uh, financial debt three times. So it wasn't a new temptation. It was the same one, just a different credit card. Yeah, I understand what I'm saying? No temptation. He said no temptation, regardless of its source. Whether it's a female, a male, finances, drugs, alcohol, porn. He said that temptation is not supposed to overcome us. Because the same temptation I'm going through, somebody else is going through. And as a result of that, he's telling us, but it's beyond human resistance. It's not beyond human resistance because he's empowering us to have the victory over it. He goes on to say, but God is faithful. Well, how come God didn't help me this time? Does it come back to my sporadic behavior? When I was supposed to replace the thought, I embraced the thought? I'm just asking. I'm, asking, I'm just asking questions. But God is faithful to his word. So that means I got to get into the word to understand his faithfulness. The very thing that I'm being sporadic with is the very thing that will deliver me. He is compassionate and trustworthy. Oh, what, what, what's trustworthy mean? You can trust him. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. Now, y'all know when I'm going down at night to get them cookies. He done told me to stay in the bed. Just shut your eyes. <laughs> Roll that way. Don't roll towards the exit. Roll towards the entrance. <laughs> but along with the temptation. So I, I tell people this when, when I'm, I'm trying to get them to a place of replacing their thought. I say, now this is what I want you to do. When a situation comes up, it, it was a person last week um, that did the prayer. We do a prayer circle before, before ministry starts. And so what happened is this woman... This prayer warrior, she went to a different place. Y'all remember that? She went to a different place, and when she prayed, I knew that she went to a different place. I mean, she prayed things that would never have come out of her mouth before. So after the prayer circle, I, I tell her, I say, well, look, I want to see you in my office. And I asked her to come into my office, and everybody in the prayer circle, they're like, Hoop. you know, like you're going to the principal's office. So I had to make sure I said, I said, look, just want y'all to know, nothing's wrong, this is good. So I called her into my office, and I said, I just need to, need understanding of something. For you to pray like you prayed, you went somewhere. What was the words you used to yourself so that it would allow you to be under an anointing to go to this place in prayer? And she said the word was gratefulness. And I said, so whenever situations come up, you need to say out of your mouth, gratefulness and that same anointing, that, that same power, that same influence is going to manifest itself. Little did she know that her mom would pass in two days from there? But when she called to tell me that her mom had passed, the first thing I said was, so what are you going to say? And she said, gratefulness. When gratefulness manifested, she called me back a little later on and she said, I'm in that place. So when I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with people and they, they have this, this mindset and their mindsets are shifting and it's going downward, I tell them this. I say, so when your name, my name is Paul. My last name is Morgan, Paul Morgan. So when we were taught our name, we were taught, taught our first and our last name. I say, so subconsciously when someone says Paul, I hear Morgan. And I say, now this is how you replace your thought and live in that place. The same way you know subconsciously that what your last name is, I want you to replace 
gratefulness as your last name. So when someone calls her name, and I'm going to call it because I didn't talk to her about it, Meredith, she's supposed to hear gratefulness. Because whenever someone calls her name and she hears her first name and her last name is now gratefulness, she's going to go to that place where the anointing is. So you got to have this thing so rooted in you that all you hear is your last name. And that's gratefulness. Like when you're talking to me, you call me Paul, but I hear his best. So that's what you got to do, guys. That's how serious you got to be about intimacy with God. Is you replace what you saw with what, who he is. I'm, I'm just preaching. I'm just ready to preach today. Because I'm telling you guys, I just, just, just want to make this thing clear. Because temptation, no temptation is taking you, but such is common to man. So the enemy has this plan. And what his plan is, is he's going to get you used to the sickness that operates in your body. But his plan is not just to st- let you stay with that. He's going to add something to that. So if you don't replace the mind, mind sickness that's in your body, then he's going to add to that because we are being warned. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Now, God is warning us. He said, take care of our temple. And if we don't take care of the temple, you can, you can keep taking pills. But won't we be just start with prayer? Won't we start with it at the beginning and say, okay, all right, now, let, 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 if you got blood pressure, I'm not talking against anybody with high blood pressure. But let's start with that. Let's, let's receive healing for that. Let's work in that area. If it runs in my family, then let's sever that family tie about high blood pressure. Because if we keep overlooking that, the next stage is going to be worse than that one. And then it's going to add, because you understand that each thing gets worse if it's not attended to. See, I can talk to you all about my finances. I know I bring it up, but that's my business. That's my example. <laughs> you got a different example. But I'm telling you guys, this thing, this, there was a time. Now, this was before most of y'all's time. Y'all raise your hand if this was the time that you was born in, that they always advertised cigarettes on TV. Raise your hand if you always saw cigarettes advertised. I, I, I know, bro, I know, I know. He's too young for that. He's, okay? So, so when they came up, Megan, what's going on now is they advertised medicine. You follow me? So when we were coming up, it was cigarettes. Go out and smoke them. Y'all coming up is you need to take this medicine. Nothing wrong with medicine if you need it. But let's stop it where it is. Because he's coming after your body. Now I'm just saying, the, the Bible says when the shepherd is, is, is brought down, then the, the, the flock runs. There's some things that have happened in churches that certain people have still not returned back to church. And I'm not talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about before the pandemic. That were leaders, that were assistants, that was associate pastors. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews, forsake not the assembly of the, the saints, which is the manner of some, meaning that he's telling us in advance what we are going to do because the pastor didn't do right, or the pastor left, or the pastor passed. You're still supposed to be in somebody's church. You're still supposed to be a member of somebody's church. God called us to that. But see, that's a little leaven, leaven the whole loaf. So this is just what I'm talking about, compromise, because he's providing us a way of escape. Where you are right now, you can escape where you are. You can make a decision, I'm going to change that mindset, and I'm going to get my butt back in church. 
I know I got kids, so but is a real word. All right? But let, let me just jump back on this. So that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. What is the victory like to one day the same thing that took you out is now going to be the same victory that you rejoice about? And then you're going to end up giving a testimony. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Giving a testimony. Yeah, I used to be like this. So you're going to bring up your past, Will. You're going to bring up your past, but you're going to end it in victory. I used to live like this, but now this is how I live. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But he's saying, so, so don't bring, talk to me about no temptation, about temptation. God wasn't with me. He wasn't there. His scripture said it's there. His scripture said he provided a way of escape. So let's return to our first love. I say all that to say, let's just return to our first love. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 through 5 in the Amplified. Now, God is talking to the seven churches. And each church had a little issue. Say a little issue. That they were compromising. But this is what he's saying to us. He said, but I have this charge against you. That you have left your first love. You have lost the depths of the love that you first had for me. Now, if you're in a, a love relationship or if you're married or if you're in a relationship, can you tell when somebody not themselves? How can you tell? That's the question of the day. If, if you're married, just make sure you bring up something good, you know, that you can know, you know, put, put it on yourself. That's what I'm trying to tell you in advance. Put it on yourself. How, but let, 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 let me ask you. So how can you tell when your spouse or your loved one is not the same? Their habits change. Okay. All right. And, and I like how you use plural. She say habits. Their habits change. They used to come in and kiss you at the door. Now they come in and she not at the door and you, you hope she not. I, I'm, I, am I being real with people? Because y'all went to bed mad. He said, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. I see one guy back at the door like it. Boom. <laughs> what, what, what happened? Conversation changed. You used to talk about us, now you're talking about them. Uh-oh. What else? Room feels different. Just walk Ooh, ooh the vibe room. of a room feels different. You ever walked in and tried to walk out? Too late. They locked the door on you. <laughs> Said that they get real quiet. They get real quiet. So this is what he's talking about. That you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of the love that you first had for me. What's depth? What's depth? Roots, deepness from which I relate to my father. But he's asking the question. <laughs> he goes on to say, so remember... The heights from which you had, you have failed, fallen. Because we was up there with him, buddy. We spent time with him. We quoted his word. But he said, we have fallen from those depths. From those, we have fallen from it. And repent. This is what he's saying. He said, repent. Change your inner self. Where does everything start? On the inside. Your old way of thinking. Oh, the, the, the word sin mentioned twice in scripture this morning. Your sinful behavior. He said, okay. He said, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will. And we were driving in the church this morning. Did some couples talk to each other? Some couples say good morning this morning? We used to say good morning to God. And that helped us say good morning to somebody else. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But if we cut God out of the equation, then we don't have to speak to nobody else. 
By their fruit, you shall know them. By our fruit, does anybody draw any believers to Christ based off our fruit? I'm not trying to pump you up this morning. I'm just trying to get you to a place of reality. Because you're not going to be pumped up unless you're in him. And he goes on to say, and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Now, I want to remind you that works won't get you saved. The name of Jesus does that. But you, we should have works that go along with what we've been called to. If I'm a pastor, I should do pastor works. If you're a father, you should do father works. If you're a mother, you should do mother works. Because we're going to find out later on as we talk about returning to, his first, to our first love, that everything we do is worship to God. When we're at a job working, a secular job, or a Christian job, that's us showing people who God is in the way we perform, in the things that we do. Do we sink in with everybody else, or do we stand out? Do we see victory when everybody else sees defeat? And it goes on to say, now, this, this, this is interesting here because, you know, I, I just got to be, be honest with you guys. Okay, okay, otherwise, I will, I, I left this out at first. I said, I, I stopped at uh, verse 5, but then there's a second part to verse 5. And I stopped at that thing because this next scripture tells us that God said, I'm going to take it away from you. Because, see, in the age of pump you up pastoring, pump you up messages, we're not supposed to talk about sin because people might get offended because they're in it. So just don't talk about, just always talk about good. And so, you know, I'm minding my own business. Y'all know what happened when I mind my own business. God bring me revelation. He said, that's not the, there's another part to this verse. So it says, and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Then it goes on to say, he said, otherwise. What, what y'all know otherwise? Otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand. In other words, the church and its impact. And who is the church? We are. From its place, unless you repent. And that's what I'm, I brought up first about our bodies. Unless we repent, then something else is coming. And see, we can blame God, but he puts us in charge of our bodies. So we need to be willing to repent of what we've done to it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Now, we in ministry, our life is ministry. If you were never get a, given a position, what you're going to find out when we look at another scripture on, on this Thursday is our life is ministry. The way we talk to people, the way we interact with people, the way we do things is ministry. But he's calling us to repentance. Because he said otherwise, in other words, I'm going to move out of the way and allow what happens to be your decision. Because you no longer worship me. So I put the scripture back. Because <laughs> I learned something a long time ago. I'd rather be pleasing to him than pleasing to others. Because who's going to give me the reward? Okay, amen. So I like to have every head bowed and every eye closed. Yeah, this was a wake up call. Yeah, this wasn't pretty. It wasn't cute. But it was anointed. How do I know it was anointed? Because God told me to teach on it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for those who are listening. We thank you for those who are watching. 
But we thank you for your anointing that it, it came in and it's tugging at the souls of people who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it's even tugging at those who know him as Lord and Savior but have just walked away from their first love. So if that's you and you want to rededicate yourself to that relationship that you once heard or had, then I want you to repeat after me. And your tone will be different than the other, the congregation. They always um, pray along with what's being prayed as their sign of agreement with those who are accepting Jesus for the first time. But for those who are backsliders, sliders, meaning that they slid back, it's like he said, you, do you realize how far you've come? How far we went away from him? So those, repeat after me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Your word says in Acts 2.21, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus, I call on your name now. I ask you to come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Therefore, according to your word, I am saved now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. So I just want to tell you, just go to chosenrva.com and just go to the uh, new member section. And that I have four teachings, what well, my wife and I did. And that's all you need to be uh, understand what you just received. Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website, chosenrva.com, and check in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Chosen RVA. We hope you'll join us again soon.